0: Jai, Jai Sai the Sai, Sai Shri Sai Sacharitra The wonderful life and teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba A modern rendering Chapter 11 in this chapter, let us now describe the Sāguna Brahman Sai, how he was worshipped and how he controlled the elements. HUMBLE PRANAMS TO SAI, THE ALL-PERVASIVE SADHGURU There are two aspects of God or Brahman, the Nirguna and the Sāguna. The Nirguna is formless, While the saguna is with form, they both express the same Brahman. Some prefer to worship the formless, some the form. As stated in the Bhagavad Gita, the worship of the form is easy and preferable. As man has a form, it is natural and easy for him to worship God with a form. Our love and devotion do not develop unless we worship the form of God for a period of time. And as we advance, it leads us to the meditation of Nirguna Brahman, the formless Brahman. So let us start with Saguna worship. Image, altar, fire, light, sun, water, and Brahman are the seven objects of worship, but the Sadguru is better than all of these. Let us on this occasion bring to our mind the form of Sai, who was detachment incarnate and who was the resting place for his wholehearted devotees. Our faith in his words is the seat of asana and our sankalpam is the abandonment of all desires. Some call Baba a devotee of the Lord, while others call him a great devotee. But to us, he was God incarnate. He was extremely forgiving, never irritable, straight, soft, tolerant, and content beyond comparison. Though he looked embodied and having a form, he was really beyond the body. Emotionless, detached and internally free. The Ganges on its way to the sea cools and refreshes the creatures affected with heat, gives life to crops and trees and quenches the thirst of many. Similarly, saints like Baba, while they live their own life, give solace and comfort to all. Lord Krishna has said, the saint is my soul, my living image. I am he, and he is my pure form. This indescribable shakti, or power of God, known as pure existence, consciousness, and bliss, incarnated in the form of Sai Baba and Shirdi. The Shruti describes Brahman as bliss. This we read of or hear daily in books, but the devoted experienced this brahman or bliss in shirdi. Baba, the support of all, required no prop or support from anyone. He always used a piece of sackcloth for his seat. His devotees covered his small bed and placed a bolster as a rest for his back. Baba respected the feelings of his devotees, and allowed them to worship him as they liked. Some waved fams before him, some played musical instruments, some washed his hands and feet, some others applied scent and sandal paste, some gave betel nut with leaves and other things, and some offered nivadia. But though he looked like he was living in Shirdi, he was present everywhere this all pervasiveness of his was experienced daily by his devotees our humble pranams to this the all pervasive sadguru sandal paste to baba's forehead dr pandit a friend of tatyas came to shirdi for baba's darshan after pranaming to baba he stayed in the masjid for some time Baba asked him to go see Dharabat Kelkar. He went to Dharabat and was well received. Then Dharabat left his house for puja with Dr. Pandit accompanying him. Until then, no one had dared apply sandal paste to Baba's forehead. Only malsapati would apply it to his throat. But this simple-hearted devotee took Dharabat's dish of puja materials Took the sandal paste and drew a tripundra, three lines, on Baba's forehead. To the surprise of all, Baba kept silent, not uttering a single word. That evening, Dadabat asked Baba, How is it that you object to sandal paste being applied to your forehead by others, but you allow Dr. Panda to do so? Baba replied that Dr. Pandit believed him to be the same as his own guru. When he applied the paste to his forehead, he was doing it to his guru, so he could not object. On inquiry, Dr. Pandit did feel it was his guru's forehead that he was marking with sandalwood paste. Though Baba allowed the devotees to worship him as they pleased, he still acted in a strange way at times. Sometimes he threw the puja dish and was wrath incarnate and no one could approach him. Sometimes he scolded the devotees, and at other times he looked softer than wax, a statue of peace and forgiveness. Although sometimes he seemed to shake with anger and his red eyes rolled round and round, he was internally a stream of affection and motherly love. Immediately he would call out his devotees and say he was never really angry with them. It was impossible for him to neglect the devotees' welfare, just as it was impossible for mothers to kick their children and for the sea to turn back the rivers flowing into it. He was a slave of his devotees. He stood by them and responded to them whenever they called and always longed for their love. Patience pays. There was no knowing when Baba would accept a devotee. That depended on his sweet will. This story illustrates this point. A Muslim gentleman named Siddiq Falke came to Shirdi after making a pilgrimage to Mecca and Medina. He lived in the Chavadi facing north and sat in the open courtyard of the masjid. For nine months, Baba ignored him and did not allow him to step into the masjid. Falke was disconsolate and did not know what to do. Someone advised him not to be disappointed, but to try to approach Baba through Shama, a close and intimate devotee. He said that as Shiva is approached through his servant Nandi, so Baba should be approached through Shama. Falke liked the idea and appealed to Shama to intercede for him. Shama agreed, and when the time was right, he approached Baba and asked, Baba, why don't you allow the old Haji, the one who made the pilgrimage to Mecca, to step in the masjid while so many people freely come and go, taking your darshan? Why can't you bless him once? Baba replied, Shama, you are too young to understand these things. If the fakir does not allow it, what can I do? Without his grace, who will climb into the masjid? Well, go to him and ask him whether he will come to the narrow footpath near the well. Shama went and returned with an affirmative answer. Then Baba said to Shama, Shama, Ask him whether he is willing to pay me the sum of 40,000 rupees in four installments. Shama went and returned with the answer, that he was willing to pay even 50 lakhs. Again Baba said to Shama, We are going to butcher a goat in the masjid, so ask him whether he would like to have mutton, haunch, or the testicles of the goat. Shama returned with the answer that Haji would be happy to receive even a small crumb from Baba's mud pot. Hearing this, Baba got excited and threw away the earthen jars and immediately went to Haji, lifted his own kafni up his arms and said, Why do you brag and fancy yourself great and pose as an old Haji? Do you read Quran like this? You are proud of your pilgrimage to Mecca, but you do not know me. Being scolded like this confounded Haji. After that, Baba went back to the masjid, purchased a few baskets of mangoes and sent them to Haji. Then Baba took 55 rupees from his pocket and placed them into Haji's hand. From that time on, Baba loved Haji, invited him for meals, and Haji came to the masjid whenever he liked. At times, Baba gave him some rupees. This is how Haji was brought into Baba's court. Baba's Control Over the Elements We shall close this chapter after describing two incidents showing Baba's control over the elements. Once at evening time, there was a terrible storm in Shirdi. The sky was overcast with thick black clouds. The winds began to blow forcibly. The clouds roared, lightning flashed, and the rains began to descend in torrents. In a short time, the whole place was flooded with water. All the creatures, birds, beasts, and men became terribly frightened, and all flocked to the Masjid for shelter. There are many deities in charity, but none came to their help. So everyone prayed to Baba, their God, who was fond of their devotion, to intercede and quiet the storm. Baba was much moved. He came out and standing at the edge of the Masjid, addressed the storm in a loud and thunderous voice. Stop, stop your fury and be calm. In a few minutes, the rain subsided, the winds ceased to blow, and the storm ended. Then the moon rose in the sky, and the people returned to their homes happy. On another occasion, the fire in the duny began to burn brightly, and its flames were seen to reach the rafters above. The people who were sitting in the masjid did not know what to do. They dared not ask Baba to pour water or do something to quench the flames. But Baba soon came to realize what was happening. He took up his satka and dashed it against the pillar. Get down. Be calm. At each stroke of the satka, the flames lowered and slowed down. In a few minutes, the duni became calm and normal. This is our Baba, an incarnation of God. He will bless any man who prostrates and surrenders to him. Who reads the stories of this chapter daily with faith and devotion will soon be free from all calamities. Not only this, but by always being attached and devoted to Sai, he will very soon achieve God-realization. All his desires will be fulfilled and then being desireless, he will attain the Supreme. Amen. Pranams to Sri Sai, peace be to all. You've been listening to a modern rendering of Hamad Pant's the Shri Sai Satcharitra, The Wonderful Life and Teachings of Shirdi Sai Baba, edited and narrated by Monica Panaconda. For more content like this online, please go to divinelineage.org, saifamily.org, and peacefires.org. To learn more about Monica, please go to monicapanaconda.org.